You're listening to the World Watch Weekly Podcast by Open Doors Canada. The goal of this podcast is to help you pray for your persecuted family. Since 1955, when Brother Andrew went behind the Iron Curtain for the first time, Open Doors has been strengthening persecuted Christians where faith costs the most. For more information about Open Doors Canada or about the World Watch List, please visit our website at www.opendoorsca.org. Enjoy today's episode. Welcome back to the World Watch Weekly Podcast. My name is Andrew, and with me, as always, is Jared. Now, in March of 2011, 10 years ago, the nation of Syria experienced what was supposed to be just a few weeks of political unrest. But this year, we mark the 10th anniversary of what has become an utterly devastating war. We've talked about Syria on the podcast before, and you can find that episode in Season 1. But... With the 10-year anniversary of the war, it's a good opportunity to, to talk again about the challenges faced by our Syrian brothers and sisters. But let's first talk a little bit about Syria itself. Syria is a very ancient country. Uh, it sits right where the roads from Africa, Asia, and Europe would converge, making it an important geographical location throughout history. Its capital city, Damascus, is generally considered to be the oldest continually populated city in the world with evidence showing habitation in that spot dating back to the oldest civilizations. Yeah, and it's one of the places that had an impact on early Christian history as well, most notably with the Apostle Paul's conversion while traveling to Damascus. So Christianity in Syria goes way back to the days of the early church. Now, 10 years ago, the Christian population in Syria was around 2 million Christians. And then... The war happened. It began with the Arab Spring. So in 2010, there was a series of political uprisings across parts of the Middle East and Africa. Governments uh, like Egypt and Libya were shaken. And on March 6th, a group of teenagers in Syria graffitied a slogan from the Arab Spring on a wall. Quote, the people want to bring down the regime. According to reports at the time, about a dozen teenagers were arrested and tortured. This was the spark that started the protests. Within a week, three protesters had been shot by the government. Five days after that, the Syrian army attacked the city, killing dozens. It escalated into a full-fledged war. A lot of people thought the unrest would only last for a few days, or a few weeks at most, before going back to peacetime. One Syrian Christian, uh, Bishop Demetrios, remembers how he felt when the war started. He thought the crisis wouldn't last long, and at the time, he stopped most of the church's activities and focused entirely on helping the displaced and the disadvantaged. People from the cities that were under attack were fleeing, and his city, Safida, became a safe haven. He remembers the struggles of trying to help. He says, We didn't have relief work nor organizations to help us. With very limited means, we bought mattresses for displaced people, small cooking kit, canned food, pillows, and covers since people left their houses with nothing on them but the clothes they were wearing. People would tell us, don't bother, it's only a few days and we will go back to our homes. They were hopeful, like all of us, that it would pass soon. Well, of course, it it did not pass soon, and it was clear that life would never be the same. What started as a political uprising actually got hijacked by radical groups with religious agendas. Islamist groups began to spread fear through the country and pockets of extremist groups sprung up around Syria. 
Then Al-Qaeda joined in the war and renamed itself to be the Islamic State of Iraq and Syria, otherwise known as ISIS. ISIS then took over parts of Syria, and anyone who did not adhere to their radical interpretation of Sunni Islam were forced to evacuate. As of 2019, the government declared the Islamic State defeated, but their ideology remains prevalent in many parts of Syria. Amidst all of this, the church was suffering. With the spread of Islamic extremism, many Christians had to leave the country. Today, the number of Christians in Syria has gone from 2 million to under 700,000. This year, Syria ranked 12th on the World Watch list, categorized as extreme persecution with a score of 81 out of 100. It's actually a very slight improvement on the year before, as uh, shrinking of territory controlled by the Islamic State has meant a little less pressure on Christians, but the situation is still extreme, and it's a quote-unquote improvement in the sense of improving from the 11th most persecuted country in the world to the 12th most persecuted country. Right, and even though some of the violence has de-escalated, 10 years of war has ravaged the nation, leaving it in the middle of a devastating economic and social crisis. Bishop Demetrios, who began the war caring for the disadvantaged, knows his work is far from over. He says, At first there was the war with weapons and bombs, in which blood was shed and we lost precious souls. Now it has changed its face and turned into an unprecedented economic crisis that is sucking the life out of our people due to the inflation of our currency. Syrians are now suffering from hunger more than ever. The number of needy people are doubled, if not tripled. Everything is expensive beyond what a breadwinner usually earns. The war today is crueler on people. It doesn't spare anyone. Hunger, pain, sickness, the pandemic, wildfires, they've all made life unbearable for people. And in 2021, the war is not over. Most Syrians now live under the poverty line, dealing with a war-torn economy and government. Open Doors is continuing to partner with the Syrian church, working to empower leaders and aid the vulnerable. Open Doors is also working with churches to turn their buildings into what we call centers of hope, places for people to find help and relief. God is still actively doing a beautiful thing in Syria. Yeah, so so far, more Open Doors has delivered more than a million food parcels in Syria. Mm-hmm. But amidst all that, the church has endured a lot of pain and hardship. But they also know that God is at work in their country. Open Doors asked some Syrian Christians what lessons they've learned over the past decade. These are some of the responses. One Christian named Lucine said, Though there is pain, severe cruelty, and the plans of the wicked are successful for a while, God is in control. He is always good in all his ways. I learn to lean on God and praise him in difficult times. And this was Judy's response. Everything in this world will end. Life might stop in a second, so we must keep our eyes on Jesus, not on earthly things. Some other Christians said that they had realized how important it is to care for others. Robert said he has learned to feel the suffering of the other and help them as much as possible. And similarly, Jessica says, Do good deeds. Many people are in need and many are sick. We kept helping, kept meeting people's needs. So let's take a moment and pray now for the nation of Syria. We will pray for the existing church there with, again, fewer than 700,000 believers remaining. 
We'll pray that amidst the challenges, they'll continue to be a light for Christ in a dark time. Pray for an end to the violence and devastation, and for the nation to once again experience peace. And we'll pray for church leaders like Bishop Demetrios, who are working to show the love of Christ through help and aid wherever it's needed. Let's pray. Father, in a time of devastation and war, we look to you for encouragement and peace, and we think today of our brothers and sisters who remain in Syria. We think of them who have gone through uh, 10 years now of devastation, and we would pray for a special blessing on uh, Syrian Christians today. We pray for the church that is there seeking to be a light in a dark place. We pray that you would give them the means that is necessary to help the disadvantaged and the vulnerable. We pray for their efforts in distributing aid and turning their churches into centers of hope. We pray that the hope uh, that comes from the message of Jesus Christ would uh, would really impact the hearts of people in Syria and that they would look forward to a time when there will be no more sorrow nor crying for the former things have passed away. We pray for peace to overwhelm the nation uh, and that the Hardships of war and economic devastation would be replaced with a time of um, of economic stability and of optimism for the future. And we pray for uh, Christians who are there, like Bishop Demetrios, who are uh, seeking to show your love in such an active way to the people around them. We pray that they would be empowered and that uh, all that is needed for them to continue their ministry, that it would all be provided. We pray for special blessings of encouragement and courage and peace uh, to overwhelm Demetrios and other church leaders there. And we pray for all of those as well, Lord, who have been displaced and who are suffering as refugees, both Christian and not. Lord, we pray that they would be uh, given special protection, especially in a time of pandemic. Uh, for those who are um, homeless and suffering and weak, Lord, we pray that uh, the promises that, that you made about the um, blessed are the poor in spirit and blessed are the weak, Lord, that they would uh, that they would be a reality for uh, for Syrians today. We thank you for the work that you are doing, and we pray uh, a continued blessing upon our Syrian family today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks so much for listening today. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, we would love for you to rate and review the podcast and share it with someone else so that others can be hearing about and praying for our persecuted family around the world. Make sure to follow us on social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at, in at Open Doors Canada. Thanks so much. See you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of World Watch Weekly from Open Doors Canada. For more information on how to pray for our persecuted family, please visit our website, www.opendoorsca.org. Click Get Involved and then click prayer.